0: Chapter Number Three of Facts and Fancies by Orpheus Everett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Chapter Three. Showed my ticket to the gate man. Hurry up, he said. I hurried. Found that every seat was taken. as for chair car asked for sleeper not on this train said somebody this is the accommodation disappointed and embarrassed sought the smoker there by good luck was a single seat still vacant crowded though by train boys baskets and the water tank surrounded by a lot of dirty dagos immigrants all sorts and sizes striving hard to quench their thirst there immigrants italian mostly looking weary and exhausted travel sore yet not despondent not all near me sat a maiden dressed in dirty tattered garments oval-featured olive-coloured brown-eyed was she rather drowsy Looking as she might, if dreaming of her old home and her childhood, left behind now, both for ever, or of some unhappy lover, whose caresses, warm and tender, she shall never more respond to, was she dreaming or but sleepy, in the next seat, sat a matron who, though young, the maiden's sister was giving suck to hungry babies twins emaciated fretful tugging at maternal fountains pendant empty bare and grimy yet to them their only solace not a figure such as artists her own countrymen for instance ralphafelia spelled phonetic or the Spaniard, famed Murillo, master painters of Madonnas, Madalenas, Blessed Virgins, would have chosen for a model. Nor were her the maiden's features reminiscent of such beauty, as the enamored artist Guido, memorized and made immortal by his portrait of a lady being led to execution beatrice not her whom dante worshipped but a noble roman daughter of the house of cenci persecuted by her father killed for killing him a monster read the tragedy by shelley other children were around her fretting crying wanting water while behind them sat their father careless of their wants unconscious sleeping soundly sleeping snoring thus survive the fittest strongest such is nature's law or order in all kingdoms such the practice of all peoples jew or christian he who hath to him is given more and more is gospel teaching if not given he will take it strength for ever robbing weakness without pity and remorselessness such is thrift long live the thrifty let the weak lament their weakness let them rail or let them weep There's no escape from nature's ethics yet an altruistic ethic grows apace as time develops more and more the growing races now and then a man of money either vain or philanthropic or afraid of hell provides for hospital or home for orphans or endows a namesake college and a thousand benefactions dropping from the hands of christians not dogmatic christians only aiding weakness in its struggle so unequal for existence testify to evolutions modifying human nature states too now protect their weakest from the pitiless indifference of nature or of providence by asylums and taxation and in time to come it may be love will triumph over selflessness strength bear weakness as a burden self-imposed and all grow stronger but nor love nor hate can make them equal in the scale of being nor adjust their rights and wrongs by forcing them to seek a level chapter three